I just need a little jiggle right now. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, my That's gosh. That's going to be the well, opening for, for this that. episode. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. In this season of thanking, as in Thanksgiving, and giving, as in Christmas, it's time for you to thank and give to the Jeep Talk Show. Well done, sir. That was well a good segue. So that was great. We'd love for you guys to help uh, help the Jeep Talk Show promote itself on your social media. So you know where you are. You know where you hang out. I mean, if it's only fans, hell, if they let you post stuff there, post it there too. Uh, I don't care. Uh, but let people know about the Jeep Talk Show. We're trying to increase our downloads, our listenership, people like you in our coming up on eleventh year in. I don't, can I say continuous operation? I mean, it's, I mean, you know, yeah. you put a star, so. put a star well, by small. continuous. Yeah. Is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So 11th year of continuous operation. You know, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never do anything but Jeeps, this show is for you. Josh, Tammy, Wendy, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about OnlyFans. No. Not fans. fans only. And just Cooling fans. It. For the radio. I'm Josh, and on this episode of the Jeep Talk <laughs> Show, there's along. another chapter to the stinky Jeep plant in Michigan. We're going to hear about another six-figure Jeep that isn't from where you think it will be. Um, can I just interrupt, because I think you're on the wrong episode, or am I on the wrong episode? I am yes. on the wrong episode. God dang <laughs> it. Oosh. Thank you. Oh, you're like, oh, Josh is having a stroke. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I'm not reading where that is. I just complimented you on how... You could do so many things when you're addressing well, public. In my de- in my defense, it is that other episode that I thought we were doing first, but yes, uh, I was corrected there. Yeah. So that right. is it's muscle memory. All right. Well, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead with the the right one. I mean, you know, sure. People will have a little treat for knowing what's going to be on the next episode. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, we're glad you're here, Jeeper. My name is Josh, and on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, on this one, actually, we're going to hear about (laughs) what the future of the Gladiator may be and a lesson of what not to do with your Jeep's exhaust. And later, you won't believe what this woman, why this woman is alive after what happened to her Jeep. And we're going to be talking about roll bars and cages around the campfire, so stick around. Wendy, I was just thinking, if you hadn't jumped in there and said anything... He would not have realized uh, until later in the episode, and then Probably we would have seen the look the on his face. Segment, yeah, <laughs> I just couldn't do that to you, Josh. I'm sorry. <laughs> and it would have really been good if we got to the next episode, and he went, "Hey, wait a minute! I've already read this." Like, wait, <laughs> where's Wendy's segment? I don't understand. It's not in front of me. What is she doing? Yeah. Well, howdy, it's Wendy, and on this episode, I'm going to share the many reasons you might want to consider skid plates. Oh, my wife wants me to wear those. Hi, I'm Tony, and if you've ever faced a situation where your beloved Jeep uh, that you thought may be forced, may force you to sell it. We talk what? about a bad NV3550 manual transmission in my daughter's 2001 TJ Wrangler. And don't miss our very next episode, which Josh has already given us a, a, a bit of a <laughs> <laughs> clue. 
clue for an interview with off-road instructor, an off-road instructor right here in Texas. Wait, look at you actually doing something for the show for a change. <laughs> I know. I'm so, I'm so tired, but I had a week off. So. Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Has vowed to offer an all-electric version of virtually every model by 2025, but it seems the Gladiator will be last on the list Thank for God. any electrification at all. Whether that's due to the chip shortage or whether Jeep wants to focus on the release of the Grand Cherokee 4XE in 2022 is, is anybody's guess. You would think with all this electrification going on and the popularity of the Wrangler 4XE that it would be simple for the Gladiator to have its turn right now, right? Well, especially with the way the electric truck market is heating up anyways. Unfortunately for many, Jeep may not offer a Gladiator 4XE until 2024, just ahead of the time it's supposed to have an electric version of every model. That's important to note, while the current 4XE models are PHEVs, or partial hybrid electric vehicles, we are likely going to see a full electric versions of all the SUVs in Jeep's lineup, or at least according to Jeep's own statements. Now, there is some debate going on right now as to what exactly Jeep's brand CEO Christian Munier uh, meant when he said earlier in July of 2021 that, quote, we are fully committed towards a vision of a zero emission future. And by 2025, we will be offering a zero emission fully electric Jeep 4XE in every SUV segment. Now, to me, that does not mean that that will be the only SUVs that Jeep will be selling in 2025 will be fully electric and that the last model year for the gasoline powered Jeep will be 2024. Just two years and one month from now. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me either, but there are a lot of greenies out there that are trying just too damn hard to read between the lines. We're going to have to wait and see how it all plays out, but I think we all know what's going to happen. Gasoline will continue. In the meantime, a few other Jeep models are joining the Wrangler 4XE soon as PHEVs, starting with the Grand Cherokee L. The Wrangler and the Gladiator may see a mid-cycle refresh for the 2023 model year, according to some rumors, and the next generation of Easter Jeep Safari concepts are just, well, five months away by my calendar. I bet they're already being built as we record this. Hmm. What do you want to bet that the problem with electrifying the uh, hybrid electrifying the uh, Gladiator has to do with uh, space to put the batteries and the uh, legitimate six miles to a charge that you're going to get because of the the weight and uh, uh, of the of the gladiator. Yeah, I, I I'm going to imagine that there's there's got to be some undercarriage reconfiguration uh, going on. Now a lot of people say, well, this is just a Wrangler with a bed on it, right? Well, no, it's it's actually a little bit different. Uh, yeah, the body is much the same, but there's actually more underneath that shares with the uh, the 1500 platform than uh, than anything else. Right. So. There, there, there's that to contend with as well. So we're going to see how this all plays out exactly, uh, what the configuration is going to be, uh, the specs and, and mileage and all that sort of stuff. I would imagine that uh, because th- the Gladiator is going to need a little bit more, it's going to have to have more than a 700 uh, amp battery, uh, amp hour battery I would think uh, so. yeah. there, which I think is what is stock on the, on the 4XE. So uh, yeah, they need to get that up to you know more like a thousand. I, I don't see that happening anytime soon. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, this they're kind of cutting it kind of close to the deadline at least as far as what they say. Now, I mean, it's not written in stone, right? They can say one thing and do another, and who's to really say or do anything about it? Uh, again, it's just a, a proclamation that they're trying to reach uh, a goal they're trying to achieve. Uh, if they don't hit the mark, then so be it. I mean, what's going to be another year, maybe two at most. So we'll see. 
Yeah, it's like uh, nuclear fusion. It'll happen in the next, sometime of the next twenty years. Um, <laughs> so I was uh, I was thinking, you know, they've got that whole bed back there. They could just fill it with batteries. Exactly. Uh, That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was actually thinking there there would be a step in the bed uh, up by the cab or something where a battery pack would reside, or you know, something yeah. along those lines. Where yes, there would be some sacrifice to uh, to to the uh, the bed compartment, if you will. I don't know if that if that's going to be true or not. I could actually see a, a reduction in gasoline tank size uh, and maybe a larger battery pack on the other side, a reconfiguration of the exhaust system. I, I, I don't know. Uh, you, know, you, know I, you know, I think you had the perfect word to describe the whole uh, electric vehicle thing, sacrifice, because that's what you're talking about whenever <laughs> currently, because, and, mm-hmm. and I say this repeatedly, I love the idea of electric they're electric uh, motors, a lot fewer moving parts, instant torque. It's there. It's just amazing. It is the future, but we don't have the power source yet, and that is the problem. And that is the sacrifice. And I don't understand why the government and uh, the people that are pushing this, uh, that uh, have elected these people, think that if we mandate electric, it's going to work. It's like let's mandate no more tornadoes. It's, it's, you know, you yeah. got to do a lot more work before you can do something about not having tornadoes anymore. So it's, it's, this is the same thing. There's no magic to this. There's no, well, let's do it so we can get it done type thing. I mean, I understand that works sometimes, but this, I guarantee you, Tesla would have batteries that were, you know, just stellar uh, operationally if it was possible. They're working towards it and it's going to happen, but it's not there yet. Not quite yet. Well, speaking of nuclear fusion, Tony, as you mentioned earlier, uh, there is a a specific Jeeper that has gone viral uh, over nuking their exhaust. I'm, of course, uh, uh, using that term a little bit loosely here. And as we all know, not everything that goes viral actually deserves it. But there there is this short clip that has gone viral this week, and I think its popularity popularity is at least somewhat well-deserved. It's about a 15-second clip, and the owner, uh, Miko Jaila, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, of Is Finland, it's a Finnish name, uh, pans away from the tailpipe and reveals that his entire exhaust is burning hot, literally glowing red hot and easily melting the snow below. Uh, the video has amassed some 1.7 million views and more than 11,000 comments on TikTok alone, many of which were looking to help the owner out just by <laughs> answering the caption on the video as it started, Turn it off! <laughs> Tony, I don't, I don't know if you want to, if you, if you want to click on that link, bring the audio of, of this into, into the, into the show as, as we're talking about this. But it sounds like this guy is like bouncing this four liter engine off the rev limiter, um, and it's just like, oh my god, what is going on with this? So, just exactly what the heck is wrong with Miko's Jeep that is making it breathe fire out of its tailpipe? Well, I, I had my bets on Chipotle, but according to the comments, it's, it's working as intended. Actually, no, that's right. It's, it's doing what it's supposed to. Here's how. The flames are caused by an unburnt fuel making its way into the exhaust and igniting. This caused, of course, car-savvy TikTokers to jump into the comments and diagnose it, mostly coming to the conclusion of a clogged catalytic converter that became extremely hot and then began igniting the fuel. However, the owner of the Jeep actually says it doesn't have a catalytic converter installed at all. (laughs) Mika later revealed that he wired up an ignition cut to the Jeep. Now, this allows for fuel to still enter the engine cylinders, but instead of combusting with the help of a spark plug, well, you cut that electricity out of it, and an ultra-rich condition is created instead in the combustion chamber. The unburnt fuel is dumped into the exhaust and eventually ignited by the heat, and 
well, the process is just a source, a self-perpetuating prophecy, if you will, yeah, something like that. Uh, but the Jeep didn't just blip throttle a couple times in this video to pop some fireballs out of the exhaust, much like you see in a parade or at a you know hot rod cruising or something like that. No, instead, uh, he pretty much just repeatedly dumped that exhaust, in, I mean, uh, dumped that throttle down and, uh, and just dumped lots of fuel into the exhaust, resulting in a spitting hot fire show and lighting up the ground with the entire exhaust's bright orange glow. And I'm talking about from pretty much uh, header on back. It's glowing red. It's glowing. Great for the laughs and the likes, not so good for the Jeep. I mean, despite there being no catalytic converter in the Jeep, the amount of heat generated would be enough to melt the carpet inside the Jeep, not to mention anything else. Forget about the undercoating or anything near the exhaust, like brake lines. A few red-hot cycles like this, and, well, there's going to be a lot more than the O2 sensors not working on that Jeep. Either way, hats off to Miko from Finland. It's a cool mod, just not one I'd show off too often. If you'd want to see a clip, of, see a uh, see the clip for yourself. We'll have the link to it in the show notes for this episode at JeepTalkShow.com. So, Miko, uh, how will we know it's working when you hear the explosion? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was one too many times, Miko. <laughs> wow, that, that's great. I saw this on TikTok and actually made the. Uh, oh, I got to re-record that. I saw this on the TikTok. And uh, I actually made the comment about, hey, I think you're running a little rich. <laughs> so, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just amazing For, to see the rock, video. Forget rock lights. Uh, when oh, you I have know. enough yeah. glow underneath your Jeep, when you have enough metal underneath, underneath your Jeep glowing red hot, it, you get plenty of illumination. I'm thinking that you don't have to go to the, the uh, exhaust shop, the mom and pop exhaust shop now to, to weld your, uh, your, all your stuff in. You oh, just no. You just do this. some solder. You'll just start sticking stuff together. <laughs> oh, I think the metal, the, the red hot metal is going to stick to itself. So it's just He's going to need like, a lot more than just a minor fix. Yeah, you just, pretty sure. You need, to, <laughs> you need to set up a camera so you can get it right before it starts melting off your Jeep. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, look right in the middle of the uh, what looks to be the muffler or what's left of it is is so white hot. I I'm sure it's literally just seconds away from just turning molten. I, I can't fried. think. I can't just think fried. of. A, I can't think of a good reference. But the the thing that keeps going in my head is the Bob Euchre just a bit outside. <laughs> I want to do that for the <laughs> exhaust system though. <laughs> Well, Amanda and Dustin Davis weren't expecting to spend the last or the la the past Thanksgiving rather oh, in the God, hospital. That scared but me. <laughs> Their last Thanksgiving, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be depressing." <laughs> no, no, the the past Thanksgiving <laughs> in the hospital, but that that's how their holiday plans actually ended up after a terrifying incident that happened back on Veterans Day. Now, Amanda told uh, KTBB, and I got to give credit where credit is due here, uh, in an exclusive interview with them back on Wednesday. That she was driving her Jeep with a friend on some roads around Bogus Basin up in, uh, up in Idaho. Now, since the incident, she remembers nothing of that day past the point where she got up that morning. An avid off-roader wheeling her pretty much her whole life, she knew these roads and knew what to expect, having driven much of these same trails even in two-wheel drive. They're that mild. Now, what Amanda did not expect and what her husband Dustin later confirmed is that a recent snowfall is what affected her drive the most. The Boise County Sheriff's Office said that the area where Amanda's Jeep rolled received four inches of snow overnight. The weather had turned on Amanda pretty quick that morning, however, starting the trail with a minimal amount of snow. The storm that had set in that morning ended up dropping a bunch more snow on her for the further out she got. The Jeep eventually lost traction, and gravity took over, taking the Jeep off the side of the trail. And that's when she went over the edge. 
According to the sheriff's office, Amanda was luckily thrown from the Jeep before it landed 150-some-odd feet down the mountain. The last thing Amanda remembers is telling her friend to grab the dog and jump out before it went over the edge. The couple doesn't know if she would still be alive if it weren't for the two hunters who discovered the Jeep's tracks that went down the mountain. The sheriff's sheriff's office said that Lonnie Lorson and Austin Lane both found the crash and immediately called for help. The hunters stayed with Amanda for four hours, covering her with jackets and blankets to keep her warm and clearing a way for rescue teams to reach her faster. And if you're wondering what happened to the friend and the dog, well, they managed to make it out okay. She was able to walk away from the crash with no injuries and also went for help with the dog. While this jeeper definitely has a long road, or trail if you will, to recovery ahead of her, Amanda and Dustin wanted to speak out and so, so that no one else had to go through a similar situation. Her words to all of you, don't go alone. Ring the this bell, Tony. So, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> this woman is so incredibly lucky to be alive. And had there been another Jeep there to radio for help or start a recovery, it would have made all the difference. This is, of course, providing <laughs> that those hunters wouldn't have been in the area and just so exactly. happen to stumble across the wreck. If it weren't for them, we'd be talking about a much different scenario here. The fact uh, those two men just so happen to be in the right place at the right time is just beyond words. With a lot of broken bones and a whole list of other injuries, doctors say it's going to be a good four to six months before Amanda will even be able to begin walking again. And she'll wow. likely have months of re- rehabilitation after that. She's in good spirits, though, and even got to spend Thanksgiving with the family, albeit in the hospital, but still, being with family is what it's all about. She's thankful that everybody lived through it and, it's, and is fine, and she's confident she'll come out of this, all of this and be okay. If you'd like to see some of the pictures from this incident, we'll have a few of the area and what remained of the Jeep in the show notes for this episode at JeepTalkShow.com. Did you see Well, me? and the pictures you showed, too, are just pretty oh, serious. Oh, gosh, yes. <clears throat> I uh, mean, it's uh, kind of scary, but my, my question would be, she's an experienced Jeeper, so we know she went out alone, which is not good. The fact that the snow is deeper, why she continued to go forward, and then, Josh, I have a question for you on this, being newbie. How is this possible that she wouldn't just stop or try to back up? How is it that she would, quote, lose traction and go off the road? Yeah, that, that's a good question. I, I'm wondering if at some point maybe there was an, uh, an attempt to turn around uh, and she got a little bit too close to the edge um, or something. Maybe there was a, a bit of a rake to the trail. Uh, she mm-hmm. didn't have uh, snow or mud terrain tires. I uh, was out there with okay. all terrains uh, and, and her that treads got pack, packed up. Uh, she's just, you know, on on skates at that point. And the more wheel spin you have, depending on the kind of snow that was falling, uh, it could gr- create real icy conditions. And she'll just sort of walk that Jeep down the the slope of the way the gravity is facing. And if that if it is sloped down the mountain, that Jeep is going to, the more it loses traction, slide off the trail. And at a certain point, uh, as we all know, you get to a certain point, you're you're beyond uh, uh, the point of no return, and that Jeep's going to go over. Uh, thankfully, she recognized that point. Yes. Uh, oh my and, gosh. and yelled for her passenger to to grab the dog and get out. Get uh, out. I'm, I'm sure there was. We're talking fractions of a second here. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe her memory will return uh, eventually, uh, and and you know some of the some of the more horrific moments of, of this accident will will come back to uh, come back to her, and she could recount uh, some of the more finite details of exactly what happened and and when. Uh, but for, you know, for all parties involved to be, uh, for more or less walk away from this, uh, you know, mm-hmm. loosely used there, uh, uh, it's an amazing story. Uh, you look at the pictures of this and 
the, the steepness of the terrain, the kind of terrain and everything like that, uh, it's, it is a miracle that she's alive. Uh, that Jeep yeah. is just torn <laughs> apart. So I, I, I had a question. I don't know if this was part of the story or not, Josh, uh, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Do you sure. did did you read anything about them parting out the jeep because the tires and certainly that high lift jack <laughs> looks like it's just fine. God. So she's, Every- she's got the high lift jack mounted on you know right right in front of the driver's side door, kind of right at that a pillar uh, fender uh, crease right there. Right, the jack stayed in place oh, the entire you know i didn't even think about effect. that that's that's yeah. amazing yeah it really well, is i want to know what high lift jack mount she used i mean because yes. really that's the one to get <laughs> yeah i wonder if that's one well, of the bolt lock uh, jobs that that would be fun that would be fun oh. to know you yeah. know this is an interesting uh article that's a little close to my heart only from the standpoint of last year when we went in snow and we determined that we couldn't get any further as a club we were on a jeep run and there was snow further up in the elevation but if you guys remember that I was in the Jeep and it started to slide backwards. Mm-hmm. I've got good tires, but the actual terrain was so slick with ice, there was right. no traction. So the fact that I, I think about it now, the AI was able to keep the Jeep straight going backwards, but the fear factor I had. So imagining yeah. myself in her situation, having that fear that would instantly hit you to be able to make the decision to say, hey, friend, get out. And by the way, grab the dog. I, Man, uh, kudos to you, Amanda. And I'm <laughs> well, wait a second. There was something else recovered. I was going to add. Oh, yeah. Grab the dog. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just serious. I mean, think about that emotion that she had to go through of thinking oh, yeah. about everybody else first, knowing that she was going over. And that moment for me when that our, my Jeep was going backwards, I'm not sh- I mean, I had my wits about me, but there was this overwhelming holy crap fear yeah what am i gonna do you're just, you're out of control yes you have no completely control completely out of control right. so i i hope she recovers well i hope she gets back out on wheels one day and uh gosh it'd be nice to have her on the show and we can just you know thank her for her story and reminding everybody as i always say never go alone no so, you shouldn't and oh. I, uh, I mean uh, at least you would have uh had somebody to uh you know call it in uh, and not have to wait for some hunters to go out there because I would imagine the majority of rational individuals would would be not out on that trail because of everything that happened. And also too, uh, and I was going to ask this earlier. Uh, and everybody that lives in environments where it snows, I know knows this answer, but there's a few of us that don't. Um, don't you check the weather before you go out? And don't yeah. you know about if it's going <laughs> to well, snow so, more? So here, or? Here's the thing. If, it, you know, uh, up here in my area, and she is part of the Northwest, you know, Idaho, it would sure. be considered part of the Northwest. Four inches of snow is not a big deal. Uh, for a mm-hmm. lot of places, that shuts down an entire city. Uh, but four inches of snow really isn't that, especially for a Jeep, especially for a well-equipped Jeep. Um, yeah. So, you know, uh, there's a certain degree, especially if you have been wheeling all your life, Four inches of snow is well. No, yeah. we, we're we're going snow wheeling. I mean, that's you know that's right, that's what exactly. you do. Exactly. Uh, you know, and so and you know there could be a foot of snow and you go snow wheeling. There'd be three feet of snow, you go snow wheeling. But I think what it was is the type of snow and the the amount of snowfall that happened in such a short period of time. And I think it was just a, a sort of a perfect storm, if you will, uh, of conditions that that led to this. I'm not going to go so far as to start speculating whether or not there was alcohol or drugs involved. We could certainly no. go down that route. Well, we I don't, don't know, know about the dog, but yeah. Don't know <laughs> what, you know, who knows what the dog brought with him, right? Um, you know, we don't know these people. We can go all kinds yeah. of different crazy, uh, you know, conspiracy oh, and, theories. And, and, as, and, I, and I ask this not because I'm trying to, to force dispersions on these people, only as a Jeeper going out in a snowy environment, 
what could they have done to maybe not get in this situation? But I think that it's unlikely that it would happen. I think that's your yeah. your your answer. Yes. Correct. Yeah, you know, somebody who's confident in in wheeling in the snow has likely done it many, many, many times before. Mm-hmm. Uh, thinks to themselves, four inches of snow isn't that bad, isn't that big of a deal. Uh, you know, there's a storm, you know, brewing or something like that. It might dump another couple of inches. You know, and that's the other thing. Could have been going off of bad reports too. You know, the weatherman comes in the night before and says, "Oh, we've got this front that's developing. Uh, it's expecting to dump four to six inches of snow." They wake up in the morning. There's four inches of snow. Ah, no big deal, right? Uh, we, we, we've seen, you know, this is the same old hat to us and they get out there and all of a sudden it turns into more of an ice rain or something like that. Or, you know, it's a much different kind of snow that, uh, is much more treacherous or something like that. And there's a lot more of it and it comes down a lot faster than what they were expecting. They're out a lot further, uh, than what they were thinking what they were going to be by the time conditions got to this point. Uh, and things went wrong during a turnaround. Who knows exactly? Uh, a lot of kind of different kind of condi- conditions could have led to this. Uh, but uh, in the end, I think we're all glad that everybody's okay. Absolutely. Well, Abs- yep, at least as, absolutely. as okay as they are. And the parts that are going to be available. Stop. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want that hijack mount. Exactly. Well, got a news, God, yes. Got a news tip or response to any one of our stories. Please let us know what you have to say. You can do it by phone or by email. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how to reach out. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Hey, and don't forget, you know, the 4x4 Radio Network has a ton of great off-road podcasts there. And it's not all Jeep either. We've got something for everybody at the 4x4RadioNetwork.com website. The On the Trail podcast, Trail Chasers, the Center Steer podcast, the 4x4 podcast. And, of course, the Jeep Talk Show is there as well. Lots of great off-road shows. They're all different, and it's all for free. All you got to do is go to 4x4RadioNetwork.com. We'll see you there. You know, it dawned on me today, we never have announcements. That's probably a good thing. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> do, do you guys remember uh, when you were in school and the overhead speaker would oh crackle to life yes. at school uh, announcements? Students, uh, please pay attention. <laughs> students, yes. uh, please pay attention for the principal has some words of, uh, of announcement to make. Uh, and then when the kids would get on there, too, because you were a big deal if you were on the, you know, the overhead speaker for morning announcements. Well, yeah. if you remember that, time very well this will be nothing like that uh all but a handful of you paid subscribers have received either your no longer a rat bastard honor badge or the trail rated style jeep talk show badge to my you got su- them out yeah to, yes. to my surprise okay. the majority of people wanted the jeep talk show like that trail rated looking back actually josh has it on his uh, mic uh, stand. So you people that are looking at the uh, are looking at looking at the audio uh, only uh, podcast, you, you can't see this. You don't know what the reference I'm making. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, what do we say? That's great. Uh, great podcasting right there. Great podcast. Uh, <laughs> so all the rat bastard toe tag. And I was realizing, I think I was typing in T.O.W. for all the show notes in the past for toe tag. <laughs> No, and I, I think I just recently realized that it's you know TOE. So how anyway, I did, yeah. I, I'm pretty pretty much it's a stickler. Yeah, it's uh, not on the a spelling. toe. I, no, it's not a it's toe. A tag. But you can put it's, it on your toe. It's a toe tag. Wendy, yeah. we could probably get about a thousand more followers if uh, you want to put that on your toe. Yeah, and show it to the Jeez. camera. Oh God, no! I do not want what Tammy got. Thank you very much. So, anything for the show, though. Anyway, oh, uh, so true. so the toe tag orders have gone out as well. 
we've included two shiny new Jeep Talk Show stickers in the envelope for in the envelopes for all of these um, paid subscriptions and tow tag orders. Very cool. Now we have three paid subscriptions to choose from. The basic subscription now includes two Jeep Talk Show stickers that will be mailed to you. No, you don't have to worry about SSSASE oh, anymore. No more sending that crazy um, envelope with your information on it. That yeah, was cool. a really confusing thing for yeah. people born after 1985, S- I think. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Simplif- simplifying it for the Jeep Talk Show audience. And, of course, you guys already know about the Friends uh, with Benefits and the Sugar Daddy uh, slash Mama uh, <laughs> uh, paid subscriptions and uh, they will come with your selection of JTS badges and also two stickers and the ones that went out were sent with two stickers so now any paid subscription to the Jeep Talk Show means you're getting something in the mail from us unless you just say I don't want it just you know here's the money for the show thank you very much don't waste I your time forward. Yeah, I have yeah, enough yeah. stickers I don't need any more stickers yeah, exactly no such thing <laughs> So No such thing, correct. So maybe you're one of those people that think you should get a sticker for free. I don't blame you. I'm the same way. Uh, but there's there's costs involved, and there's and you can't really charge for a sticker because who wants to pay $10 for a sticker? Uh, and and right. you may wonder why $10. PayPal, you know, if you, if you make a, if you do a dollar purchase on PayPal, 99.999%, nine nines, Josh, <laughs> they that's how much money paypal gets so you gotta you gotta jack up the price if you want to get any money from it so it's just silly this would just make the paid uh, the basic subscription you get two jeep talk show stickers you're supporting the show that you love and there you go so if you want a free sticker happy to hand them to you so if you uh just want to catch a co-host and an event uh they'll be able, uh, happy to hook you up with a couple of jeep talk show stickers not 50 no maybe two <laughs> and a swift kick to the shins if you ask for more <laughs> and uh, i was and, and i saw too i just want to throw in a big thank you to all our listeners and our paid subscribers we appreciate you. you whether you're uh, a paid subscriber or not you're it's all the same to us well now let me also make a comment so this week we had what was it cyber monday that they could have participated in there was Giving Tuesday that we're extending all the way through till next Tuesday. If someone wants to pay and donate to the show, that would be awesome. There you go. Yeah, there you go. I, I love how you just, you know, you assume it's all the same to, to you know, all of you. You're, you're not the one. You got the sugar daddy status. And we got, we got you know, <laughs> uh, you know, the Jeep mom or sugar mom or whatever going on. I'm the one that's a basic bitch over here stuck with the basic, <laughs> you know, the basic subscription. Oh, sure. Just slap that with Josh. He doesn't care. <laughs> Man, you just made me have a flashback to my first marriage. A basic, oh, basic bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> what? Where's the noob? Noob! 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 Hey, noobie! Noobie! Noob Nugget. It's time for Noobie Nuggets. Well, if you've listened to any of my segments for newbies, you've heard me refer to having skid plates on your Jeep or what we lovingly call body armor. I wanted to dive into this topic as some people may not understand what it actually means and why we want or need to have skid plates. Now, skid plates are simply heavy gauge steel or aluminum plates that are bolted to your chassis underneath your Jeep to help protect against big rocks that might otherwise poke holes in your oil or transmission pans. 
Sometimes even tree branches or shrubs can get underneath and create havoc with the oil pan, transmission, cables, and much more. Now, stock Jeeps come with two thin stamped metal plates that protect the gas tank and the transfer cage, which is great if you're just doing daily driving or mild trails. But if you decide you want to rock crawl and tackle some more difficult obstacles, you may want to consider aftermarket skid plates. Now, these are generally made of 3 inch thick steel plate. This additional coverage helps protect the other exposed areas under the Jeep, like the engine, transmission, oil pan. There are lots of options and brands, so select a brand that fits your budget. However, don't skimp on the quality. The idea is that the skid plate reduces potential damage while crawling or wheeling over very rough terrain. There are other items to consider covering with body armor, like a cast iron differential cover, heavy-duty tie rods, and ball joints you can add. Now, our skid plate setup is made of rock hard, and the three-piece steel system system covers the engine, transmission, transmission cross members, transfer case, and gas tank. Gosh, that was a mouthful. The stock gas tank skid plate is covered by a heavy-duty rock hard skid plate, adding a little extra protection. Now, as a newbie driver, you will at some point slip off a rock and onto another rock that you may have been straddling that could be sharp or be in such a way that it punctures something underneath. It is part of learning to drive and picking your line. Sometimes it is the challenge of the trail. Sometimes experienced drivers rely on their skid plates to get them over some of these rocks without worrying about costly damage. Now, it's best to have the most coverage from body armor you can afford while you are learning or as you progress into more extreme crawling, just to reduce the while you're in there moments and save your pocketbook from unnecessary repairs. Keep in mind that a good skid plate system will add significant weight to your Jeep. So if you can afford aluminum, spend the money. Now, there's another benefit to skid plates that I'm not sure Tony or Josh are aware of. Now, we've had our skid plates for about four years. I had no idea they would be a catch-all for things like screws, wire, and <laughs> things you had no idea you needed to store. Mud. Seriously. <laughs> Now, Bill had recently installed a new front drive shaft, and as we were returning from a run, we heard clunking as he got on and off the gas. We stopped, Bill got underneath on the trail, and discovered that four of the eight flange bolts were missing where the oh. drive shaft connected to the transfer case. Oh. Apparently, they didn't get torqued properly. They had fallen out somewhere on the trail. Now, these, just, these aren't just your run-of-the-mill bolts. They have a specific shape and thread and hardness. Of course they do. And Bill decided we would make something work just to get us home and order the proper bolts later. Now, when we did finally get to a place off the trail to secure the flange, he thought, gee, I wonder if the bolts could still be laying on top of the skid plate. He was thrilled to find all four of those bolts no. inside the skid plate. No yep. way. Hiding in plain sight. No kidding. For the chances. Now, who would have thought our All skid plates would have collected those darn bolts? Exactly. And they would have stayed there, nonetheless. Yes, the whole time. We don't know how long they were out of there. So, Now, another time, he found a piece of wire and a bolt from some work a shop had done. Yep, found it inside the skid plate. And another time, he found the transmission cooling line clip he had lost the week before our 25-hour event. Oh, yeah. yeah I remember yes. that story. That's on there, too. <laughs> then the other day, he took the plates off to do some maintenance and chassis inspection. Guess what he found? A tiny brass-colored nut. He has no idea what the heck that goes to. I was wrong. My guess was Jimmy Hoffa. Oh, boy. <laughs> now he's on a mission to figure that out. Oh, yeah. That's that's that scary. Means. Where the hell did that go? <laughs> exactly. Oh, crap. I've never seen that before. <laughs> 
So I'm glad we have a picture of it. I, I probably know. <laughs> yeah, you might know. So glad we have the plates for wheeling, and who knows what we may find hanging around inside our plates. Now, if only we could find money or old coins or something to help pay for all the upgrades. Alien technology. <laughs> <laughs> and and just for the listeners, you guys doing <laughs> exactly. And just for the listeners, I posted a couple of pictures. One shows the undercarriage, our, our Jeep with no plates. Another one shows the plates just standing there. You can see all the damage and scratches that we've received over the years and then showing the plates on the Jeep. And how will people so guys, see those pictures, uh, Wendy? Well, they have to go to the JeepTalkShow.com <laughs> to find the show notes for this episode 539. There you go. So, guys, what do you think about covering all that undercarriage, yay or nay? I think it's worth it just for collection of uh, random things falling off your jeep yeah. just do not know what you're gonna find i just don't want the skid plate falling off because you know then you're screwed <laughs> oh that was so, so I, funny. I, I i rarely uh try and make corrections to my co-host when they say something oh, Wendy, oh give I, me a break you do it all the time yes say it do it do it you do it to I've me i've got to make a correction uh, yes. you kind of you kind of put body armor and skid plates uh under the oh, same no. umbrella and and yeah. although they are kind of both protective devices, I do consider them two completely different animals. Um, in, in the sense, in the sense of, of sort of what they do and 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 how they're used and stuff like that. So I just sort of wanted to make that distinction. We could, we could go on yeah. and on about you know what each one is and, and examples of each and you know all that sort of stuff. But I did kind of want to point that out. Uh, at least in my opinion, I, I believe that body armor and skid plates are two completely different things. Well, it really depends on how you drive, right? I mean, uh, how you're wheeling it? <laughs> no. Well, well put, and, Tony. Well put. Yeah. yeah, and actually, I agree with you, Josh. I just know that sometimes when you're new, you're hearing these terminology being thrown out, and you're right. But I know I have yeah, another episode where I covered different things that body armor actually is. This so is, this is called newbie nuggets, Josh. It's right there in the show notes. <laughs> We're trying to make it easy for the newbies. Right. Yes, yeah. but he has to correct because that's how we're all learning. So oh, yeah, thank you. But for I got to give him so. a hard time about it. That's just, skid you know, plates. That's just me. <laughs> skid plates, everybody. <laughs> but no, I, I'm a full. I'm a. I'm of course uh, uh, have since the day one of this show and, and before been a proponent of of, of armor uh, of any kind. Uh, yeah. and, and the more that you can protect your Jeep, uh, the more capable it can become. Uh, and the more you can you can find a, a higher degree of confidence in the lines that you can you can select. Uh, and, and the kind of wheeling that you can do. Uh, now, obviously, you can start you know, piecing together all kinds of different skid plates and stuff like that. I mean, if you have the budget, if you have the means, forget buying this skid plate and then buying that skid plate and all that. Mm -hmm. Get yourself a belly pan. Uh, typically, this involves, you know, oftentimes, sometimes it, it will involve, you know, clocking the transfer case uh, for some of them. Uh, but there are all kinds of belly pan kits out there that basically turn the bottom of your Jeep into one giant sheet of steel. Now imagine your boat, your the bottom of your Jeep being like a steel boat hull that you can just drag over rocks in, in infinitely uh, without a concern of anything hanging up or or denting or anything like that. There are those kinds of kits out there. They are expensive, but oh boy, are they worth it! Oh, and turtling your Jeep and not having to worry about the the skid plate getting into anything. I mean, literally holding the the weight of the entire right. vehicle. Right. All you gotta do is. Get Fat Frank over there to come over and bounce on a corner hey, for you. Get some traction. You're jiggling for me, Frank. I just need a little jiggle. <laughs> I just need a little jiggle right now. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh my god. That's gosh. gonna be the well, opening for, for this episode. I just need the Wendy say, I just need a little jiggle. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's just bad. It is. Oh gosh. 
Well, do you have a topic or suggestion for newbie nuggets? Seriously, we need some other <laughs> information. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, I'd love to hear from you. Check out our YouTube channel at Trails411 for great content with lots of tips, tricks, and techniques. Real quick, I just want to mention, I, I mean, I like the idea of aluminum skid plates because of the uh-huh. weight, but I don't like what happens to the aluminum when you use them for skid plates. Uh, am, I, am I missing something on the aluminum? I mean, it's it's fancy. No, it's, it's, a, it's a softer metal. Yes, it is mm-hmm. much, much lighter. And even if you go with like a 6061 uh, grade of like aircraft aluminum, which is very dense, it's still extremely soft compared to steel. Right. Uh, and although it's lightweight, and yes, it is strong, it is not as strong as steel, and it will deform and dent. And you can push steel back into its original shape, more or less. Aluminum... Once it's bent, sometimes that's it, and yeah. uh, and aluminum can crack yeah. too so, if it if it if it gets too flex too much. So so, so you yeah. guys keep that in mind when you're just deciding what you what kind of uh, skid plates you want to have. Just I mean, yeah, aluminum is great, but just you know, no, yeah, keep in mind specific applications though. Yeah. Yes, uh, it, absolutely. It, it, it is really nice, but just keep in mind you may be buying it twice. <laughs> no, actually, it would be aluminum first, then steel the next time. Yeah. <laughs> Now, if you're if you're you know building a sand rig or something like that, maybe you have oh, yeah. a, a stretched CJ or something. Maybe your Jeep has paddle tires. All right, now we're talking. Uh, mm-hmm. But you need some armor uh, still when you're out there. Uh, but it needs to be lightweight. Uh, if you're going for a lightweight, you know, low ser- center of gravity type of build uh, that's never going to see rocks, well, then aluminum will likely do just fine. Sure. Uh, but if you're ever going to be into the rocks, you got to have steel. Man, if you're going fast over the sand uh, or, or, or the desert environment, you won't light anyway. Mm-hmm. Lighter the better. Gladiator. My name is Gladiator. Gladiators. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Gladiator. So you may be wondering, what does the Gladiator segment have to do with an NV3550 transfer case? Absolutely nothing, unless we have to drive it to some place to some dump and drop it off. Um, <clears throat> so my wife's, uh, my, my wife's, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm confused. We have so many Jeep TJs around here. <laughs> my daughter, my youngest daughter actually, uh, has a 2001 a Jeep TJ that she saved up for a long time and then bought with her own money. Well, we, uh, we, we knew when we got it, it had a second gear issue. It, it just grinds a little bit. You wait half a second uh, with the clutch in, and then it's fine. <clears throat> well, that got worse, and, we, and I told her that it probably would. And I said, it's probably just a synchronizer ring. I wouldn't uh, be overly stressed about it. Synchronizer rings are really cheap, so yada, yada, yada. Okay, all that was wrong because it's specifically not about the NV3550. I mean, the synchronizer ring is cheap. But the parts, you can't get parts for the NV3550 anymore. I mean, you can get synchronizers, but if there's any other problem in there, maybe the the second gear is worn down because of the grinding over the years. Uh, Finding those parts and and the other parts that you might need to do a proper rebuild are going to be really hard to find. So... um, my, uh, my my daughter uh, had the uh, had the the stuff uh, had the transmission pulled out, and we found out that there was several uh, broken. Uh, I think it's called diaphragm. I've always called them fingers on the pressure plate. There was several uh, of those fingers that were broken off, which actually is the 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 reason I believe that she was having uh, shifting issues, uh, simply because the the pressure plate wasn't being fully disengaged. 
So, uh-huh. you know, you couldn't actually. Yeah. And, and the problem with the second gear grinding just got worse because you were still getting some uh, some of the power from the engine into the, the rest of the drivetrain. So we're going back with Center Force uh, Stage 1, uh, all you know, this top of the line all the way back, uh, all, at least all the way to the, the, uh, the transmission. So throughout bearing, uh, all of it is being replaced. But the it's hard to, to throw the NV3550 back in there and then see if that was really the issue because then it's going to have to come back out and yada, yada, yada. So like uh, Wendy likes to say all the time, while you're in there, <laughs> well, mm. that was Josh's original comment. I just ran with it. So I did a little research, and it seems uh, actually I actually called a transmission shop close by, and they said uh, that uh, they can't really rebuild them because of the parts issue. And what they recommend doing, and what they often do, is put an AX15 uh, yeah. manual transmission in there. And I'm thinking, okay, fine, but that kind of sucks. Is it a, a direct swap? Absolutely. So drive shaft, all that stuff is the same. Yep, yep, absolutely. And I was like, okay, well, you know, uh, you, you go to buy a rebuilt AX15, and then you have to have a core, and you don't have a core because you don't have a an NV3550. So let's continue down the road of the of getting the 3550 uh, fixed. Well, we got a price today of twenty three hundred dollars with a one year warranty to repair the the NV3550, and I'm like. Wow. Hmm. I wonder what an AX15 would cost. So, to my surprise, uh, and I'm going to double check this uh, tomorrow on the phone, but uh, everything I read is it's a direct swap for the NV3550. Uh, the AX15 was used, I think, up until uh, I think it was up uh, used up until about 1999 uh, in yeah, the Wranglers. Yeah, 2000 is when it was replaced. Yeah, the it yeah. was the replacement for the AX15. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to call, and, and this was interesting. Uh, one of the things I read was is that the fix for that grinding in second year, which is a common issue with the 3550 apparently, uh, is to replace it with an AX15. <laughs> and Advanced Adapters and Novak sell the AX15. Not rebuilt. New. Oh. For $1,600. That's almost half. Yeah. There are many places that sell rebuild kits or what they call overhaul kits for yeah, the NV3550. Yeah, yeah, they do. But, but, but there, if there's any parts in there that aren't part of that rebuild kit, gears, uh, pump, uh, whatever, the, the transmission guy told me, I stopped listening. Uh, he, he, there's other things in there that they has to be changed that's not part of that rebuild kit. I see. And they have a hard time getting those parts. Uh, now, nice. now, locally, there is a, uh, I think it's a, a 249 uh, drivetrain that I spoke with. They have uh, an NV3550 that is rebuilt, and uh, uh, we can just go over there and pick it up and have these, these folks that are working on my, uh, my daughter's Jeep uh, install it along with the clutch uh, for 1350 But do you want the same problem, hmm. potentially, with that transmission? I mean, it may be fine. It may not have an issue. But the AX15 is also supposed to be a stronger transmission and better if you're running oversized tires and especially yeah, if you're doing off roading. Yeah, if you're doing any off roading, the AX15 would be a better choice, as, just as far as uh, durability goes. 
So I was just going to tell, I mean, this is old news to some people. It's old news to you, Josh, I can tell. Uh, but uh, a lot of our people out there that may have TJs that are listening, and they, maybe they've had a problem with the grinding gear in second, and they're wondering what the fix is. There's several fixes. One of them is uh, changing out the uh, the oil in the transmission with a different kind of oil and kind of mitigates that issue. Uh, but they, they, this one, uh, they did look, and it does have a, a, a broken synchronizer. So uh, that, that synchronizer needs to be replaced. So uh, I'm thinking uh, spend the extra $300 and get the AX-15. Uh, only thing I'm going to do is uh, I'll probably call Advanced Adapters and Novak tomorrow. Ooh, I shouldn't have alerted Advanced Adapters because I called them so much when I was trying to get my uh, transfer case. Uh, but uh, call them and just make sure it is a direct swap in that uh, the reverse light plug, uh, et cetera, will work. I don't even know if the... Uh, if the shifter from the NV3550 will work on the AX15, I, th- I think I saw something about it that it might, but you can get a, uh, a complete shifter uh, with the AX15 for 26 bucks. So why hmm. not? And anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there in case you guys are facing the similar issue. And uh, I'll try to throw something in here in uh, future episodes to let you know uh, how, how it went, if it was really a, a direct swap. But that's what I'm reading I mean, everywhere is it's, 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 it, same thing. It's the same drive shaft, same transfer case. All that stuff will, will just bolt right up, and of course, it'll bolt up to the uh, to the uh, uh, bell housing that bolts onto the engine. I mean, the takeaway from all this is transmission work is never cheap. Uh, it's usually very difficult. It's always very time consuming, uh, and regardless of the, of the cost, oftentimes there is a workaround or another solution, and you have to do some research. You have to dig deep. But sometimes you can find an affordable option uh, that uh, that may even end up being an upgrade in the long term. So uh, and sometimes, don't, don't give up. Just do a little bit of Google Foo. Yeah, and sometimes your research means listening to the Jeep Talk Show. Hey. See what I did there? I'm a professional. Yeah. Alexa, ask the Jeep Talk Show to play the latest episode. Welcome. You can listen to all the episodes of Jeep Talk Show, a Jeep podcast, including new episodes as they are released. For now, you'll start with the most recent episode, but you can change by skipping forward or backward. You can even say how many episodes you'd like to skip. I'm, I'm wondering if people have learned uh, the ones that have the uh, Amazon Echo devices. I can't say the word because mine will trigger. Scramble uh, have, into the kitchen have, to have, turn the Alexa off. Before have the learned to, to, mute, to mute the Echo before listening to the before show. Before the show starts. <laughs> I, 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 I can just see a guy diving over the back of the couch, diving into the kitchen. God, oh, no, turn it off quick. I was yeah. listening to some some uh, metal uh, through the, uh, the 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 Bluetooth speakers, you know, through the uh, the echo, and then the Jeep talk show starts coming on at at max volume. Uh, I love it. <laughs> Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? I love the show. I've listened to you guys free for how uh, years now, and I figured I'd time to give back. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. It'll just uh, help help the show out, and and then in the end, it'll be. Jeep Talk Show, my ear holes, you know. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. It'd be nice to give back to uh, so that you guys can continue on because if they love the show, then why shouldn't you why shouldn't you give back just a little bit? You know, I'm wondering why that button never got uh, never got highlighted in red. Highlighted in yellow. Anyways, you know, sometimes we're a little hat in hand here on the show, but this show really wouldn't be where it's at without you. The listening jeeper. The Jeep Talk Show is trying to get to some bigger events, and as the years go on, well, those events get bigger and the draw gets more. So 
We've got to get you Jeepers the interviews, the tech, and the updates that you really want. So show your support and become a paid subscriber to the show today. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving and I gobbled till they wobbled. I know we had a pretty good Thanksgiving here at the Nikki G compound. But now that Thanksgiving is behind us, it's that time of year that we all look forward to. Now, I'm not talking about Christmas or New Year's or even Hanukkah or Kwanzaa, if that's still a thing anymore. I'm talking about we can go a whole year now without listening to the turkey gobble sound effect. (laughs) But that's not why I'm calling. Calling to tell you that I got locked in the Apple store. Yeah, I couldn't escape. There were no windows. (laughs) (laughs) All right, boys and girls, I'll chat you later and have a good one. Bye. Why haven't I heard that one before? (laughs) That like, is good. It's like the the Apple, the people that uh, would do uh, IT stuff on uh, Apple computers. Their their no, line I, was, "We don't do Windows." I, I work with IT professionals. I used to work with IT professionals and, and stuff. I've never th- heard. Uh, I've heard all the jokes, all of them. Yeah, not that one. Uh, Thank you, Nikki. I, I haven't heard several of Nikki G's. The thing <laughs> that I like the best is people are tagging Nikki G like on Facebook. When they run uh-huh. across oh, a God, really he's bad got his own joke, hashtag. yeah, no, there's a thing to tell him, you know, because he's, uh, you know, uh, got his, his full name there on on Facebook, and and people will say, "Hey, Nikki G, here's one for you," and then it would be horrible oh, to be encourage him. I know it'd be horrible to be have all these uh, bad jokes thrown at you all the time, but no, but yeah, well, it was. It, it was a funny meme that they sent that had a big brand new roll of uh, tin foil. Was what they it sent was. Out. That's the most la- the most recent that was one the I've seen. One. And so they were saying, "Here, Nikki G, this is for you." So I wrote and said, "Yeah, you can get a new hat too." Well, that's what they said. Uh, there's a there's a hat in every box. Yes, <laughs> there's a new hat in every box. There you go. A new hat for Nikki it. G. Absolutely you know, love it. You know, I hope Good. I hope we never did a insult Nikki G. Although he has to be pretty thick skinned, uh, I think yeah. we I think we started the whole thing with the aluminum hat thing because it was just you oh, know sure. I think we oh. actually were responsible for that because I don't think he actually did the no, aluminum hat it, thing. So it was perfect. He's got a list of our names, like that guy from uh, <laughs> from the movie where he calls him just to apologize. He scratches his name off the list and puts lipstick yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was, that was an Adam Sandler movie. It Which was. Movie was, it? Uh, was it Happy Gilmore? I think it was Happy Gilmore. God, that was so. There's sick. somebody. There's somebody yelling at at, at, yeah. their, at the their headphones right now. No, God damn it! It was this show. <laughs> it was this movie. <laughs> or was it the one where he had to go back to school? Happy Madison. Happy Madison. I can't Same remember. Day. Anyway, it was hilarious. Those are such crap movies, and they are just so much fun. <laughs> Well, at least I didn't screw up pulling up. I need to get out. I need to worry about. I need to get some gladiator. Yeah, I, I need knew to get you some. Sorry, go there, Josh. Sorry, I, I couldn't help to, it. I need to get some gladiator pulling up and door slam. But I don't think I would hear anything. I think it would just be you just hear the door slam. 
Well, this is the part of the show where we invite you, the listener, to become a part of the show, actually, as we record it. And there's a, a great way and a number of ways that you can do that. We're going to talk about how, if you're new to the show, you can join in on the next Campfire Side Chat. It's a lot of fun. And if you ever have wanted to chime in on, uh, on something that we're talking about here on the show, well, this is just how you do it. And actually can do it live as we record the show. Uh, but this is uh, where we ask a question, we talk about it, kind of an open discussion, a roundtable talk, if you will. Uh, sometimes it's more of a debate. Sometimes it's just sort of going around the horn and, and asking people what they think about a particular topic. This week, uh, what we're talking about is whether or not the factory or the OEM, original equipment manufacturer, roll bar is good enough. We've heard over the years stories about Jeeps taking multiple hundreds of feet tumbles down the mountain rolling end over end, flop over roll over flop, and people actually survive. Well, then there's other stories where we hear the same sort of thing and people don't survive. So the question arises, is the factory roll bar good enough for the type of mountainous wheeling that we typically find ourselves in? Or is it in the way? Maybe it just needs your idea to make it better. So let's talk about roll bars and roll cages a little bit and ask, ask the question whether or not the factory roll bar is good enough. We've got a whole list of people that uh, come up around the campfire side chat each and every week, and we're going to call on each one, uh, try and go through the list as fast as we can. Uh, delay, and, uh, delay, delay, delay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spinning my wheels here, Tony. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm completely relying on Tony to provide said list. Uh, yes. Uh, list that we have around the campfire side chat, and until he does, I just wax poetically about nothing at all. You know, it'd be fun well, if I just kind of got up and walked away from the camera. Right. Wonder if while you're talking. How Josh go? <laughs> talking and talking and never saying a damn no, thing. Come back. <laughs> I have to grab the list uh, for Josh to know who's in the uh, in the Zoom room. So well, that, that's what the joke is. That would be great. You know yeah. what? I, I can go ahead and start, Josh, because the article you said in the episode about that gal that went over the side, you know, I mean, looking at the Jeep, it looked like the actual OEM roll bars held up fairly well. So no, that's as long as you're not in the Jeep, yeah. Well, you, hit the nail on the, you hit the nail on the head, Wendy, and it was actually because of that story at the top of the show is why I picked this kind of question. Uh, cool. And, and it's, we, we've had numbers of, of these stories over the years that we've done the show, every, doing it for over a decade now, um, that you know, it, we, we've heard both sides of this. And so I figured, okay, let's, let's go around and see where people stand on, on the roll bar and whether or not they have faith in it or, or not. Uh, and this is obviously going to depend greatly on the kind of Jeep as well. Uh, you know, because the roll bar that's in a, uh, a a JK is completely different than the roll bar that's in a CJ. So, you know, uh, and, and obviously in a, in a roll down the mountain, I think I'd rather be in one than the other. Uh, but, you know, that's up for debate. So let's talk about it. Uh, first up, we've got, let me go through the list here real quick. Make sure we don't have anybody that we don't need to have in there. But uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going <laughs> to... I see. <laughs> I was watching Marlon Perkins uh, with his animal crossing in front of the camera yeah, there. Yeah, that, that was awesome. Uh, we have uh, pets that come in front of the camera every so often here on the show. No big deal. Uh, all right, starting off uh, tonight, uh, or starting off this episode, John John Lee, uh, what do you, what's your opinion on the uh, factory roll bar? He's having well, it replaced currently. Jeep's <laughs> <laughs> not in the garage right now, right? It's in the shop, so... Uh, you know, right now, I think for the kind of wheeling I'm doing, it's it's satisfactory. Although I will tell you that the Genrite cage or even the, some of the other ones that have been on my list, I just think it's not high enough on my list because I do feel safe enough with it um, that I'm willing to 
to shell out the thousands to to get it done right now, right? So I, I would I, w- I would say that I want to swap it out, but I feel safe enough that I don't think it's a priority. Well, I mean, if you had to use the heavy duty roll bar that costs thousands of dollars, your Jeep's going to be trashed anyway. So you probably want to die uh, anyway. So this, <laughs> it just helps <laughs> out just going straight to it. <laughs> Just, just get it over with. I'm not going through this Don't shit again. I want to pay the deductible, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Tony. Are there any parts? Can I have that? Yeah, yeah. Can I have that high lift, that high lift jack? John, sh- <laughs> sign this document. <laughs> okay, something bad happens to you. <laughs> Larry, Jeep and Mo, what do you think about the factory roll cage? Or roll bar, I should well, say. I, yeah, well, it's, you know, I, I, I think it's a sport bar. Obviously, it's not built to actually support the weight of the vehicle. But I think it really just depends on what kind of wheeling you're going to do. If you're doing overlanding or, you know, so I'll say mild wheeling. But if you're going to get up into some of the more altitude type wheeling where you're going to be, where, where you're more apt to roll it, I think you at least need to put the stiffeners in it. And they make the stiffener kits that you can actually tie that sport cage yeah. together a little bit to give it just a little bit more support. I think, you know, it's one of those things terrain dictates. If, if you're going to take the chance of tipping it or rolling it backwards, then I think you need to at least have the stiffeners at minimal. Well, I, I cheaper, like cheaper alternative, too. Well, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah, because any kind of a, a roll cage, even a custom fabrication, is going to be expensive. And, and the kits out there aren't aren't cheap. But they do make, you know, some some stiffening kits that... that really upgrade the factory roll bar uh, into a, a pseudo cage, you will, and really put some strength into where, where it belongs. I really like the, Larry, I really like the, uh, the term that you used just a second ago, terrain dictates. Because up here in the Northwest, we have a lot of mountainous terrain. A rollover is, is going to be much more likely than a basic flop. And, and a flop, you know, a low-speed flop on relatively flat terrain, what well, you're looking at, at a, you know, a two-mile-per-hour rollover to where the Jeep isn't really going to do much more than just go onto its side, maybe onto its top, and that's about it. Out here, that easily goes into one or two or three rotations uh, quite quickly, uh, and, and much more body damage involved. Uh, and, and, of course, if you uh, go too much further, well, you're going down the side of the mountain, and, well, you better have more than that roll bar. Steve, uh, what do you say about the factory roll bar? Uh, you in favor of it or not so much? I'm in favor of it. I have no intention to put myself in a situation where I would need anything stronger than that. Um, I mean, I, I'm too scared of damaging my Jeep. I'm on 37s. If, if you were on, like, you know, 40s and you're doing some serious rock crawling and, you know, going on all these vertical inclines, then absolutely I would do something bigger. But I have no aspiration to do that at all. Well, Steve, being in the the Boy Scouts, proper Boy Scout placement in the Jeep would uh, would help, uh, wouldn't it? <laughs> they frown on uh, using them for ballast. <laughs> Hang on to that fender, Billy. I'm going to need you here in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Don't let go. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, uh, good times. You know, I, that, that that is a big part of this, right? Uh, just sort of keeping yourself out of harm's way, knowing what you and your vehicle is capable of and, and what you're willing to put it through. Uh, and, and at a certain point, you know, there's a line in the sand where I'm just not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to go up that. I'm not going to go over that. I'm not going to go through that uh, because there's a higher likelihood of damage, carnage, whatever. Uh, and so that, that, is, that is a big part of it. Can't be ignored. Uh, Christopher, uh, well, you know, 
you don't have a Jeep that has a roll bar in it, but they do make sport cages <laughs> for the Grand Cherokees. Is that something that you've entertained the idea of? What? Did you lose Christopher? No. You probably disconnected uh, when you said uh, you don't have a roll bar. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I don't have a roll bar, but yes, um, kind of a little thing that I was thinking about is sprung weight and unsprung weight. So if your sprung weight, which is your body, carries a little bit more weight to it, but if you stick axles and 40s and stuff like that on it, on your your uh, unsprung weight, then when you roll a vehicle, maybe the roll bar isn't capable of hanging on to that much weight. So I would see that being a little bit more of an issue. I thought but you were going with that. I think they would do really good. I thought I thought you were going with the Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down uh, defense. No. <laughs> <laughs> there for a second. That's a good one. I'm going to put that and, stick and, on the Jeep. <laughs> terrain also matters as well. Like if you're oh, up yeah. in the mountains, it doesn't matter how far a fall. It's There's something's going to give. Yeah, you can only go off camber so much to a certain point, and then gravity takes over. All right, Bill, uh, what, what do you have to say about the factory roll bar? Um, I'm fine with it for the type of wheeling I do. I mean, you know, my vehicle's new, so, you know, I'm not really putting in situations where, you know, I feel like I'm going to be rolling it over now. I mean, I guess if I had a an older, you know, purpose-built rock crawler or something like that where I was going to, you know, take more chances with it, then, yeah, certainly those are probably the things I would be looking at. But, you know, my situation, I'm I'm good with what I have. I think that applies to a lot of people out there. You know, for the situation that you're in, for the type of wheeling that you do, for the type of terrain that you're in, your Jeep is well-equipped enough as it is. Until you start getting into the more extreme stuff, well, then you need to start equipping your Jeep more extremely, I suppose. Uh, Bob, two cheap Jeep guys. Uh, you know, is the, is the factory roll bar good enough for you, or do you think it needs more? Uh, for what I do right now, the factory cage is good as... Uh I get a little more aggressive in the mountains. I do want to go to like a poison spider cage kit or something. Now, that's always a, a, a follow-up question. Uh, when somebody is, has their mind on, on some upgrades uh, or doing something different other than the factory kit, uh, which direction would you go? I, I'm glad to hear that you, uh, we're going this poison spider route. A lot of triangulation in their kits. Uh, they're known for, uh, for a lot of strength and stuff. Uh, but they are a little bit on the higher price point. All right, Chip, uh, what do you have to say about the factory roll bar? Is that something that uh, you think needs some improvement, or is it good enough as it is? Well, I, I think I agree with everybody else that for the wheeling I'm doing right now, and up to this point, um, the factory's been adequate. I don't want to flop. I don't want to roll over. Uh -huh. But as I'm getting more aggressive, it's on my list. Um, I'm looking at, like, the Rock Hard kit which is about 800 bucks. That's a series of braces to, to support the windshield. Cause really the, the roll bars that are in it now going to the windshield, the windshield's the weak point. So, and, and poison spider has one just very similar for 950. So both of those are good kits that bolt down to the dash. But the, the other argument is if you're, if your roll cage is tied into the tub and not actually braced on into the frame, is it mm. really truly going to be a roll cage or is it more just uh, peace of mind? 
And, and I've got a friend that's got an old CJ that actually has gone through his tub, bolted his frame, welded it all together. He's got a, basically a roll cage that's part of his frame. And then yeah. his seats are inside of that. Like he's in a, he's in like a, a cocoon that if he rolls, he's going to be perfectly safe because he's really, really built it up. He's a very aggressive driver. So the more aggressive I'm getting, the, the more I'm, it's moving up on my list, but it's probably a year or two away. Well, it's good to know that you can recognize sort of where you're at uh, in, in the wheeling that you do. Uh, and, and I think that any wheeler who has uh, got a decent amount of seat time, who has evolved in, in their confidence level and is getting in more into, more, uh, into, into extreme lines, uh, harder trails, things like that, you're going to find yourself pushing your limits. And, and eventually you're going to find uh, yourself getting into those situations where, whoa, that got a little close. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I maybe I need to think a little bit more about about how my vehicle is equipped, not necessarily how I'm driving, because that was a lot of freaking fun. Uh, but, you know, maybe I need to start looking at different armor or more armor or possibly beefing up that roll cage and stuff like that. Much like, you know, Larry said that terrain dictates. I think, you know, your driving style, your wheeling style also dictates a, a great part of this. If you're aggressive, uh, if you get into the rocks, you get into the skinny pedal quite a bit, uh, you get into wheel lifts and things like that. Well, Clearly, you need to be at a different level as far as uh, your protection goes. When you uh, involuntarily uh, start screaming roll bar, you know that's the time you need to seriously consider it. All right, I'm going to get a couple more here, and then we're going to have to wrap things up. I want to talk with Chris from 7slats.com really quick. Chris, uh, what would you have to say about the OEM roll bar? I'm I'm happy with it. I I, I think it's uh, like everybody mentioned, I don't plan on flopping over myself. I mean, in the Midwest, in Michigan, the... I can't think of a situation where we, you know, be in a real uh, extensive rollover like he explained. But I got to agree with Chip. I believe in, at least in the JK, which I drive, the weak point is the windshield. Anything I've seen on on social media or posted online is is the weak points of windshield. So if you if you go end over end, which is uh, pretty extreme, I think that's that's your uh, your Achilles heel, if you will, uh, is is the windshield area, which obviously is where where you're sitting and if you have a passenger where the passenger's sitting but i've been pretty uh impressed by what i've seen on in you know on on via on road uh racks with jk's at least uh you know people tend to walk away even in a rollover on the road and yeah, so I'm, that's true. I'm good to go with the uh with the factory cage very good all right, uh, Isaac, 95YJ, an opinion from uh, somebody with a little bit older of a Jeep, I'm, I'm going to imagine. Uh, Isaac, where, where do you stand on the, on the factory roll bar? So I've never had any issues with it, but at the same point as most of everyone else has been saying, my, the terrain that we go in, the, the risk of a, a long-term rollover, you know, where you're rolling a couple of times doesn't really exist unless you're rolling over on the freeway or something and you were going 75 leading up to it, right. which 75 sure. isn't very, uh, very long-term driving in the, the 95YJ. I've gotten up there, but it's it's no fun to go that fast anyways. <laughs> no, and you're not going to keep it there for very long either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. the, uh, the, that's the exit railway. speeds on the uh, toll, toll road here is uh, 75. But uh, that front, I've got the the family cage in mine, and yeah, the the front windshield, and then you have the the pipe above, uh, basically above the doorway there that connects the cage to the windshield. That just mm-hmm. has, I think it's one Torx bolt that uh, you know locks that in place. 
ties that so in, yeah. I would very much assume that that is definitely the weak place in there. And if you're rolling and leaning more so on that windshield, that that's where I would see it, it breaking on me. But again, the the wheeling that we do, I don't really foresee us ever rolling over very much. No, I think in your situation, it'd be more like a flop. And at that point, you know, that single torques, um, depending on, on its, uh, on it, on its gauge, you know, if it's a, an eight gauge nine, uh, you know, what kind of strength it has, uh, it's probably going to be more than enough for a simple, you know, mile and a half hour. Oops. Now we're on our mirror, you know, type yep. of thing. And, and, and it's, you know, okay, let's just get a few people out here, push this thing back over. Oh, I scraped the stuff and I broke a mirror. Okay. Let's, let's get back on the trail. We're all good. You know, for that kind of thing, you know, most things are, are probably going to be fine. You've got, uh, uh, with the family cage, a decent tie-in there. I mean, that, that whole thing is actually a pretty stout system unto itself. Uh, and I, you know, think even in an in a end-over-end type of flop, oh, we got a little bit too steep and we came back on it on it, on its top, I think you're still going to be okay. Uh, yeah, well, you might suffer some shattered glass or something like that, but even in that kind of situation, I think everybody's walking away. If you kind well, of I draw wanna... a line from the front of the hood up to basically where the main beefiness of the roll cage is you're mm -hmm. not going down very far in the front of the windshield anyways no so it's not like the. It's i don't a even know how much it anyway, would affect so. i don't know how much it would actually affect you if you rolled over well thank isaac i i, I wanted to hear from somebody with a little bit older of a jeep uh, on this topic and i want to thank all the listeners uh that joined us around the campfire tonight i know i didn't get to some of you uh my apologies kind of running out of time on on this episode uh for this topic but big thanks out to john lee larry steve as well uh christopher of course bill bob chip chris jim and tom i didn't get to you guys my apologies as well as garrett uh thanks again isaac and uh and big shout out to josh downs and nathan from pittsburgh I have to get to you guys next time around. If you want to join in on the Campfireside chat, uh, it's very easy to do, and you can do it by following us on Facebook. That's right. Uh, just follow us on Facebook. You'll receive uh, you know, uh, an update. We'll send out a notification, something like that. Or you can get notifications via our newsletter. Uh, you sign up for our newsletter, and you get one email a week. We don't sell your information. We don't spam you with a bunch of stuff. You get one email, uh, and there's a ton of great information in that newsletter. You're going to really enjoy it. Uh, it's very easy to sign up for our newsletter. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, find a link, and click and sign up. It's just that easy. And don't worry, it's just as easy to unsubscribe as it is to subscribe. Well, that's it for the show for this week, my fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure to follow us on all the social media that you can find. Trust me, we're everywhere. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. Warning, the Jeep Talk Show and its ingredients are meant to be ingested through the ear holes only. In intentional misuse by deliberately concentrating and ingesting the Jeep Talk Show by other means can be harmful or fatal. Probably. Depositories are not recommended. Oh, I'm guessing since 2010.